0: I'm so glad that Ebrat read those verses because there's quite a lot of hard words to pronounce. And um, he did really well. Thank you. Let me add my welcome to you all this evening. It's great to have you with us. Thank you for, if you're a guest as well, you are especially welcome. We welcome John Temple, who will be speaking at the uh, pastor's fraternal tomorrow. John, you're most welcome. Thank you for joining with us with your wife and your granddaughter as well. Uh, Amanda made an announcement this morning about uh, books to go on the little... What was the table? The table's broken, but they're on the little bookshelf around the corner there. Um, And I want to add one to it. It's a book by John Piper. It's called Expository Exaltation, Christian Preaching as Worship. This is not just a book for preachers, although it is a book for preachers. It's a book for all of us because his theology of worship, public services of worship, to see and to savour, the glories of Christ in his word, is what we're about. And this is a very, very helpful book, which I'll put on the bookshelf for you. So let me commend that to you. Thank you. Uh, Just to mention as well, we're going to have a short time of prayer after the evening service. If you'd like to get a cup of tea and a cup of coffee, come back in here. We'll spend a few moments together in prayer as we continue to seek the Lord for the pastor of this church and uh, be in prayer for the elders as we're meeting on Thursday. Uh, and we want to keep our eyes, as we were reminding the prayer meeting, to keep our eyes and our thoughts fixed on Jesus. So here we are in Isaiah 36 to 37, and a massive chunk. So let's ask God's help as we uh, come to try and tackle this in a reasonable amount of time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we praise and bless you that you alone are a God who is 100% trustworthy. Teach us to trust you from this story, this account, this historical fact, where there are so many lessons for those of us who are going through seasons of trials in our own faith. So we pray that the Lord Jesus will be glorified and, Father, that we will enjoy your presence with us as we dive into your word this evening. So please help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Some of you will be familiar with the phrase, meanwhile, back at the ranch. Does that ring any bells? People of a certain age. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. You see them in in westerns where there's a, a number of things happening and then you zoom back, meanwhile, back at the ranch. This is what's happening back at the ranch. Great stories have multiple plot lines that grab your attention and weave a complex, multifaceted storyline, and they are developed, fascinating characters who have complex and oftentimes conflicting personality traits. I, I'm still no, none the wiser. This is going to be a bit, by way of a confession. Some of you are going to be shock horror, and some of you are going to go... What's he talking about? And some are going, Me too. So here we go. I have no idea who H is in line of duty. Have you? Some of you don't even know what line of duty is. It sort of went there, didn't it? Okay. If you want to know afterwards, ask me what line of duty is and who this mysterious character H is. Anyway, meanwhile, back at the ranch, (coughs) we have here. In Isaiah 36 through 39, we're not getting that far this evening, a meanwhile, back at the ranch moment, which is earthed in the reality of life in Jerusalem in 701 BC. And you'll see, as, you, as, you, as you're tracking through Isaiah, it is a bridge between the glorious prophetic promises of chapter 35 and then they're picked up again at chapter 40. Let me just show you, at the end of chapter 35, we read these words. They will enter Zion with singing, everlasting joy will crown their heads, gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. 36, meanwhile back at the ranch, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. Chapter 40, verse 1, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. So this is a real space-time event between those two lovely prophetic words of Isaiah. What we see here is how we react and respond to times and seasons of trouble back at the ranch, aka our real-world, real-life experiences how we react and respond to those experiences those times of trouble will be determined entirely by where our confidence is centered on whom our trust is invested in and where our hope is found this meanwhile back at the ranch account is given to show us what true faith under fire looks like and feels like and how we too can know and believe Psalm 46 verse 1 God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble it's fascinating the way that Isaiah has organized his material because we have a previous meanwhile back at the ranch account Um, where it was King Ahaz was the king at the time, Hezekiah's dad. And in chapter 7, 1 through 25, he again is faced with a a crisis. And he responds with blind panic and utter willful unbelief and refusing to trust in the Lord who invited him to do just that. Ask the Lord for a sign. I won't ask the Lord for a sign, said Pompous Ahaz. So we have Ahaz in his meanwhile back at the ranch crisis. And we have Hezekiah in these chapters in his meanwhile back at the ranch moment. It's a large reading. It breaks down into two halves. Let me just give you a summary. And then I want to take away three lessons for us this evening it's a game of two halves the first half runs from 36.1 through to 37.7 where we see threats prayers and promises first 20 verses of 36 deal with Sennacherib's faith testing threats 37.1 through 4 we have Hezekiah's prayers And in 37, 5 through 7, we have the Lord's promise of deliverance. Second half runs from 37, verse 8, to the end of verse 38, where we have threats, prayers, promises, and deliverance. So from 37, 8 through 13, we have Sennacherib's faith-testing threats are restated. And then from 37, 14 through 20, we have Hezekiah's... Prayers are refocused. Then the Lord speaks in response to Hezekiah's prayers, 21 through 35, in his faith strengthening truth. Faith testing trials, faith strengthening truth. And then from verses 36 to 38, we see that the Lord keeps his promises exit Sennacherib. He's gone in the most graphic way. Now this graphic historical account is given to us by God to strengthen our faith under fire. And it also reveals to us the glories and the grace and the power of our prayer-inspiring, prayer-answering, promise-keeping God and Saviour Jesus Christ. There are three life lessons that I want us to take away from this lengthy historical account the three lessons are these number one faith testing trials will be our lot in life number two faith testing trials will teach us to pray well number three faith testing trials reveal God's love for us so Let's look at them together. Faith-testing trials will be our lot in life. Hezekiah was, for the most part, a godly king. You can summarize, his life story is summarized for us in 2 Chronicles, chapter 29, 1 through 32, 23. And it summarizes for us the growing trust (coughs) that Hezekiah displayed in the Lord. And Chronic 2 Chronicles 32.1 reads, After all that Hezekiah had so faithfully done, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah. So here's this godly king, living for God, wanting to please God, obeying God, trusting God, getting rid of the high places, purging idolatry from the land, and wanting to institute... Reform within the gathered people of God of that day. He was faithful in all he had done. After he had done that, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah. You see, godly living does not insulate you from faith testing trials. Rather, they are part of God's wise loving plan. Grow your faith. Jesus, the best man who ever lived and whose faith in his heavenly Father was flawless and pure and perfect, experienced the worst faith testing trial in all of human history. This is how the writer to the Hebrews in chapter 5 8 of that book summarizes this Son though he was, he learned obedience. From what he suffered, we should therefore not be surprised, as the Apostle Peter says. We should not be surprised by the faith-testing trials that are hitting us. They are, as our, as the Lord's people, our lot in life. Suffering all kinds of, in all kinds and all shades, are instruments of grace in our Redeemer's hands. Through the trials of failing health, through the trials of family problems, through the trials of opposition to our faith, through the trials of waiting for the Lord to call to the next pastor of this church. As I've looked back over the life of the church over the last 12 months, one of the things that we as elders have been praying for, and I'm sure others have as well, that the Lord would make us more and more a praying church Lord, teach us to pray and through very severe faith-testing trials he is answering that prayer he is teaching us to pray prayer is the truest index of our trust in God so faith-testing trials will be our lot in life secondly faith testing trials teach us to pray well if you have your bibles i want you to scan with me and note with me the progress that we see in hezekiah's prayers so in chapter 37 in the first four verses we read these words when hezekiah heard this he tore his clothes And put on sackcloth and went into the temple of the Lord. He said to Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shebna the secretary, and the leading priests, all wearing sackcloth to the prophet Isaiah. Sorry, he sent these guys to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. They told him, this is what Hezekiah says. This day is a day of distress and rebuke. This day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace as when children come to the moment of birth and there is no strength to deliver them. It may be that the Lord your God will hear the words of the field commander whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to ridicule the living God and that he will rebuke him for the words the Lord your God has heard. Therefore pray for the remnant that still survives. Notice what he's doing. He's tearing his clothes, he's put on sackcloth and he's going into the temple of the Lord, and he's in great distress. Understandably so. He is praying. You can see that from the narrative. He is praying. But there seems to be, does there not, a note of desperation that marks his prayers, and a note of uncertainty. Verse 4, it may be that the Lord your God will hear the words of the field commander which by the way is understandable isn't it you don't know how the lord is going to answer you hope he's going to answer a favor but you don't know there is a cert- there's an uncertainty here it may be let me just say this may the lord save us from ever judging other people's prayers and when we gather together for prayer there are some people who are have, have, i would say have a real gift of open prayer and the rest of us sometimes can't even string a sentence together may the lord save us from ever judging another person's prayers especially when we've not walked a mile in the shoes the lord has given them to wear So that's, he is praying, and he's learning to pray, and it's a faith-testing trial that has brought him to his knees. Now, skim forward, start, just jump forward to 37 verse 14, and notice the growth in his prayer life and his maturity. In verse 14, we read these words, Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord. Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You made the heaven and earth. Give ear, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Listen to all the words Sennacherib has sent to ridicule the living God. It is true... Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste, all these peoples and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them, for they were not gods, but only wood and stone fashioned by human hands. Now, Lord our God, deliver us from his hand, so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Lord, are the only God." Notice the maturity and the growth in his prayers. He certainly seems less rattled than before. He certainly is more focused and more confident in his prayers. Notice, and just jump to verse 20, notice why he is praying for deliverance. Now, Lord our God, deliver us from his hand. We want you, Father, to deliver us from his hand. Why? Notice the reason that he brings before the Lord for the deliverance that he's praying for. So that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Lord, are the only God. This isn't just get me out of this trial. This is deliver us so that your name is glorified. It is a joy as your pastor to hear you pray. And it's a privilege to pray with you in your trials. And it is a deepening joy to hear how your prayers have become much more focused and confident and wise. Faith-testing trials teach us to pray well for ourselves and for others whom we love who are walking with God in the furnace of faith-testing trials. Let me just say this before we move on to the third point. There was no power in this unworthy kneeling king. There is no power in Hezekiah's prayers. There is no power in your prayers at all. But there is power in the reigning king to whom we pray. The power of prayer does not reside in the place it starts, but in the person it reaches. Lord, teach us to pray. Faith-testing trials also reveal God's love for us. And the way that Isaiah has arranged this is beautiful to show us how God's love is revealed for us. There are four things that Isaiah brings out to show us how faith-testing trials reveal to us uniquely and gloriously his love for us. First of all, through his promises that he gives to us. Look at verses 37, 5 through 7. When Hezekiah's officials came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Tell your master, this is what the Lord says, do not be afraid of what you have heard, those words with which the underlings of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Listen, when he hears a certain report, I will make him return to his own country And there I will have him cut down with the sword. How many promises has God given us in his word? Many. How many of those promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus? All of them. All of them. No matter how many promises God has given us, They are all yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And that's a revelation of God's love for us. The way you know you love your kids, parents, is you make them promises. And you do your best to keep them. Sometimes you can't. Here we have a father who not only he makes his promises to his children, and they're all yes and amen, sealed in the blood of Christ. not only through his promises to us, but through his pleasure in us. Verses chapter 37, 21 through 22. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent a message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord says. Because you have prayed to me concerning Sennacherib, king of Assyria, this is the word the Lord has spoken against him. Because you have prayed to me. Our Father is such a glorious God, He delights to hear His children pray. (laughs) However feebly or falteringly or eloquently we have been gifted in prayer, He delights to hear His children pray. Prayer is the truest index of our trust in Him. And when we take His promises to Him it warms his heart. Father, you said. Father, you promised. He loves to hear his kids argue with him graciously and kindly and and, and tenaciously. Because you have prayed to me. Through his promises to us, through his pleasure in us, and through his power for us. I love this. 37, 36 through 38. This is so funny, I think. Well, it just shows you my sense of humor, I suppose. Then the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. When they got up the next morning, there were all the dead bodies. One, the angel of the Lord. You know who the angel of the Lord is, don't you? the angel of the covenant. This is the pre-incarnate second person of the Holy Trinity. The angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. So, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, broke camp and withdrew. He returned to Nineveh and stayed there. One day, while he was worshipping in the temple of his god Nisroch, His sons, and I can't pronounce their names, uh, uh, Ibrat did a better job than me, they 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 killed him with a sword, as God had promised. God reveals his infinite love for us through the promises he makes to us, through the pleasure he takes in our calling upon his name, and through exercising his power for us. No wonder the the Apostle Paul prayed that we would know the power that is at work in us. Why does he do all this? Why does he do all this? Look at verse 35. I will defend this city and save it for my sake and for the sake of David, my servant. No wonder Jesus said... You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. He does it because of the sake of his name. That's why Hezekiah prayed that he prayed that way. He he had learned to pray for the God-glorifying answers. Now, Lord, deliver us from your hand that all the kingdoms of the earth may know, Lord, that you are God. You are the only God. I will defend this city and save it for my sake and for the sake of David, my servant. The Lord could have destroyed the Assyrian threat in any of a thousand plus ways, but he didn't. He chose to bring his people literally right into the jaws of terror and death. Why? And he could have chosen not to bring the faith testing trials that you are going through in your life that almost drive you to despair. But he has. Why? Because he is committed, deeply committed for your good and his glory and it's his deep passion of our father that we his blood bought spirit filled children learn what it means to live by faith God glorifying Christ saturated spirit filled faith in the living God God faith-testing trials will be our lot in life. Faith-testing trials teach us to pray well. Faith-testing trials reveal God's love for us. What I'd like us to do before we close in prayer is read Psalm 46. So if you could put that up for us, Daniel, that would be great. And I'd like us to read...